0: Mark Tuey is in for Jerry Egar all through this week jerry 's on vacation, but he 's also on patrol this morning on the morning brief. I, like, I think the other day I was listening to you and you said something like mark tuey it 's uh, spelled just
1: like it sounds, which of course just like it doesn 't sound yeah, I know <laughs> exactly i 've never been it 's like pronounced tibado uh, well I have had many wonderful pronunciations of uh, of Toohey over the years, including. Some people just assume it must be Asian. Yes, um, but I grew up in BC, yeah. where that was a reasonable conclusion. Well, at the risk of sounding like my mother, what sort of a name is it? It's Irish, okay. but it's been uh, the spelling of it has been changed. I think a couple of times uh, over the generations, probably to avoid taxes or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so um,
0: I don't know that there is much to be said at this hour, aside from being kind of ghoulish, but the uh, missing submersible, I guess this drama is coming to an end, and... I I would imagine one day maybe I, I wish there was a happy ending that movies will be made about it. But there there are many stories to be told, and ultimately it's just super
1: rich people engaging in an adventure and things going wrong. Yeah, it's a it's a they're in a bleak circumstance. That's for sure. Having said that, I would have called it on the four children missing in the Amazon probably after about a week, and uh, and they survived forty days. Yeah, I don't know how. Being stuck in a submarine at the bottom of the ocean under 4,000 meters of water, far fewer options than being lost in the jungle, though.
0: Uh, let's listen in on, do we have a portion, I don't want to play the full minute, but a portion of the robocall. Uh, John Tory did a robocall on behalf of Anna Bailau, also made a video yesterday, so full-throatedly, as we might say, endorsing Anna Bailau.
1: Anna Bailau is the leader who can deliver on the promise
0: of Toronto. She will build houses. She will deliver transit. She will fix our city's finances. And she will be there for you every day, working tirelessly to make the city better. Okay. Um, I'm curious about your I, thoughts on I did line. not get that robocall,
1: John. You did not? Neither did I. Well, I don't know. I don't even t- attend to my landline anymore. Yeah. I'm not on the Christmas list anymore. I'm not even on the robocall list anymore. I'm hurt. Um, I I wondered yesterday whether this would help her or hurt her. Because the circumstances John Troy's leaving, the constituency. But I think this does help her. I think it might be too late. Uh, you know, one would have thought the popularity of John Tory, all those polls early in the campaign that said that people would have voted for him again, even given the circumstances. I don't know why Anna Lau, Brad Bradford, who were both in some ways, uh, assi- you know, they were, they were attached to, horror, to Tory while he was mayor. I don't know why they didn't just sort of run on, you voted for John Tory for four years to get these things done. I'm going to carry on. Like no sudden movements, I'll try to do it better, yeah. there's a lot of people disappointed with the results of John Tory, but they, they generally believed in the man, and they thought, well, if it's not working out, it's probably because it can't be done, rather than he's an idiot, uh, And but they both, you know, Bylaw came out of the, the gate sort of differentiating herself from Tory. Which I thought was a mistake. I would have pegged Bailao to win this hands down. I did at the beginning. Just because of all of the the ducks seemed to be lined up behind her. But she kind of lost her way.
0: Uh, meanwhile, I mean, everybody's falling into place here. I think, and in getting involved and getting their sticky fingers into it because there's so much uncertainty, and because a lot of people would like to stop Olivia Chow. So Doug Ford, the premier, goes from a soft endorsement the other day to saying that Olivia Chow will be a disaster.
1: I'll tell you, I've talked to business communities, both myself and the previous mayor, uh, John Tory. People are terrified. Uh, businesses are terrified. Therefore, the workers should be terrified. Because we've seen what happens uh, when when that when a mayor, when she makes David Miller look like a uh, fiscal conservative. And companies will start fleeing. They'll start going. Maybe it's good news for the mayor of Burlington because all the companies will be coming out here to the GTA. Okay. I, I, he's staying out of it, which yeah, I, I oh, completely I admire.
0: Yeah. And neutral. Neutral. I, I, I think no business is going to relocate from Toronto because Olivia Chow wants to build a bike path.
1: Uh, but some businesses may choose to do business elsewhere. It will be an interesting uh, few months of transition if she becomes mayor, and it seems quite likely. But big businesses will price it in. What business wants is predictability. Yeah, And, and to so, be close to their workers. Yeah. And so if, uh, if a developer, for example, is applying for a permit to set up uh, you know, 20,000 units, and it takes eight years to do that. What they, want, what they want to do is, am I going to get it at the end of the eight years because I got to finance that money. That's going to cost me. I got to do all this work. If it's uncertain that they're going to get a permit, they don't want to even start. So if it's certain they will, or under potentially you know a Chow NDP city hall, it's certain that they won't, then they just won't even start. They'll move somewhere else. If they know that it's going to cost them an extra million dollars and they can afford to do that, they'll price it in and those prices of homes will go up accordingly. So big business, I don't think cares. What they want to know is, can I predict out over the future what it's going to be? Small businesses though will probably care.
0: Perhaps. But, you know, I, I mean, for example, whenever people point to California these days and say, look, everyone's leaving California. Yes, they're leaving the rural areas. The number of people and businesses that have relocated from California to Florida, for example, is dwarfed by the number of businesses and people who have left Florida to go to California. So I, this is kind of a dystopic perspective. Of but we're already
1: seeing that in Toronto over the last few years you know we've seen the we're hollowing out the middle you know if you're very very poor you can't afford to go anywhere so right. you just kind of tough it out if you are wealthy you can tough it out here cuz it's not that tough you know you can afford all of the the ups and downs it's that middle class and we've seen 11,000 families you know in the last year move out of toronto we're losing the middle and so that then becomes an economic challenge because you've got all sorts of people at the bottom that need an enormous amount of support You've got a bunch of people at the top that eh, really don't care, but in the middle, all the people that do the work that right. that the companies employ here, if they start to choose other places, that will be a problem. And if it it's more a perceptual thing, you know, under John, you know, the premier saying that Olivia Chow will make David Miller look like a fiscal conservative. John Tory made David yeah. Miller look like a fiscal conservative, but we're seeing the results of that. So uh, curious about your thoughts as well
0: on this file. I, I think this is a bit of a stunt, actually. And actually, Made has led us into these things that I call hostage takings, where somebody says, you know, I'm not collecting enough money on uh, welfare. Therefore, I'm going to opt for MAID. And then all of a sudden, there's a GoFundMe campaign. In this case, a quadriplegic woman with kids... <laughs> says she filed an application for MAID because the wait time for ODSP was too long. So, like I said, I think she's just trying to illustrate that the bureaucracy for ODSP is so onerous that it's easier to choose death. I don't actually believe she's going to kill herself.
1: I think you're right. I think the fact that you, the fact that she was an advocate to start with, and that she went to the media, and she's got two kids. What's going to happen to them afterwards? Yeah. Uh, and she said, "I don't want to die, but I'm going to apply for this because blah blah blah." I, yeah, I think it's a stunt. That said, I think it is an acceptable. And moral option for people to make that choice for whatever reason they for want to make For financial reasons? Yeah, why not? I mean, people kill themselves every day. And there are a lot of reasons why they do that. And that's not illegal in this country, not since the 70s. You know, I don't know how they ever plan to punish anybody who killed themselves. Yeah. But... Uh, You know, we have to make life choices. And if that is the only option that's left, I don't think you should have to throw yourself off a building or step in front of a subway train. You should be able to get help with that so it's dignified. And on the way to getting that dignified end, you see a bunch of counselors and therapists who maybe you never saw before. And I think a lot of those people will end up being diverted from it. Um, an MP, conservative MP,
0: has filed a grievance in the House of Commons over Taylor Swift not making any Canadian concert appearances. Is that an adorable stunt or a waste of everybody's
1: time? Well, we're talking about an MP who would otherwise not get any media attention yes. at all, although even now I don't know his name or her name, so it didn't work very well. Um, you know, My first thought on this was... I would imagine Taylor Swift's tour manager might not even know that Canada is an international market and just assume it's a domestic market because you can drive here and half an hour from Buffalo yeah. across the, like I, I that's kind of was my first reaction. It could be just a marketing ploy. Could be she hates Canadians, but uh, well, she yeah. hasn't written a song about us yet. <laughs> well, we haven't broken up with her yet. This might be the cause. <laughs> Thank you,
0: sir. Looking forward to you coming back at eight forty-five. to let us know what's happening on Jerry Agar's show.